0: Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and this is the Downtime Podcast, where we're going to be taking you deeper than ever into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. First up, a quick thank you to our supporting partner this week, iXS, who've also got a giveaway for you. iXS have long made awesome mountain bike clothing and protection, but they also do some really incredible work for the sport that we all love. If you follow downhill racing, you'll no doubt have heard of the iXS Downhill Cup. Running for over 20 years, the iXS Cup has provided quality racing for thousands of riders and a crucial stepping stone to World Cup level competition. You only need to look at the list of athletes that have cut their teeth at the iXS to know how important it's been, with riders like Valley Hole and Jackson Goldstone amongst the list. The iXS Downhill Cup has also provided much needed European racing experience for many racers from further afield, helping to propel them into competing at the very highest level. So it's awesome that brands like iXS are supporting downhill racing in such a major way, enabling up and coming talent to find their feet and get ready to race at World Cup level. If you want to find out more or have a go yourself, then you can head to iXSDownhillCup.com and you can see their entire range of clothing and protection at iXS.com forward slash MTB. The good news for you is that we've got a full head-to-toe set of iXS kit to give away to one lucky winner. He'll win their Trigger Evo jersey and pants, their downhill helmet, carved gloves, Trigger goggles and carved race knee pads. All you need to do is to comment on my Instagram post from Monday the 12th of June, which is a picture of Sam Blenkinsop in that gear, and name one world-class rider who kick-started their racing career at the IXS DH Cup. You've got until Friday the 23rd of June to enter. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to help out, then Patreon is the best place to do so. You can set up a regular donation by heading over to patreon.com forward slash downtime That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. A massive thanks to paul Jurd who joined that list of lovely patreons this week also if you want to represent the podcast then there's downtime t-shirts sweatshirts and hoodies available over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop if you want a little bit more downtime in your life then you can join my newsletter where i'll provide you with a bit of behind the scenes info on the podcast interesting bits and pieces from around the mountain bike world some mini reviews of products that i've been using and like partner offers and more you can do that over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash newsletter otherwise don't forget to follow the podcast to make sure you never miss an episode you can do that by hitting that button in your podcast app or there's buttons for all the major platforms to help you over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash follow you can either listen to today's episode right here or if you prefer to watch it you can now do that over on my youtube channel which is youtube.com forward slash at downtime podcast. i'll also pop a link to the video in the show notes over on my website downtimepodcast.com That being said, the links for all of this stuff I've mentioned are in the show notes for this episode, also on DowntimePodcast.com. All right, Roger Vieira is a rider who personifies the privateer spirit. Moving from Brazil to the UK in 2014, Roger has done everything in his power to become the best racer that he can be. With many ups and downs along the way, this season, Roger has had some great recognition becoming the first supported privateer by Winmasters Privateer Project, and with riders like Greg Minard saying that Roger is the one to look to for the best lines on track. So we sat down to find out all about Roger's racing career so far. This guy puts in the work and shows just what it takes to succeed as a privateer. So, without further ado, here's Roger Vieira. Roger Vieira, welcome to the Downtime Podcast, man. First person in the Leer Gang mini-studio. How are you doing?
1: yeah i'm I'm okay uh thank you very much for for the opportunity uh and for the invite so yeah it's been a long time listening to your podcast and yeah it's quite cool to actually be here so yeah i'm
0: excited no i'm stoked to uh find out more about you i think there's some stories to be had um yeah start off with just tell us a little bit about growing up because you definitely didn't grow up in the uk right yeah
1: exactly so yeah growing up in brazil um
0: Whereabouts in Brazil?
1: Uh, South of Brazil. um, So Santa Catarina is the state. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a big country. So, but yeah, it's like really south. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's close to where, well, I say close, it's close in Brazil, Brazil kilometers (laughs) uh, to where they had the World Cup. Um, So it's like, I'm like 300 kilometers south from where they had the World Cup there in 2005. So, yeah.
0: Nice. And what, what, uh was riding like for you when you were younger like how do you remember kind of getting into bikes and discovering riding off-road so my
1: dad my dad obviously put us into it my dad uh, used to race um cross-country okay so i started in cross-country last 20 inch 20 inch bikes like bmx's uh yeah raced cross-country and then went to 24 inch and i was a i was Always like the guy that struggled in the uphills, but okay. was good in the downhill. So <laughs> yeah. I had like a guy that me and he was a all the time yeah. and I would win some race and he would win others. But I remember that in the climbs he would overtake me and then in, in the downhill I would just overtake <laughs> him and yeah, it yeah, is, it's crazy. And then obviously after the 24 inch, I went to 26, started doing, um, cross countries and then uh in t- 2007 i did my first downhill race okay. on on 26 inch um uh, cross country bike <laughs> uh probably was like 17 inch which for me is quite big okay so i, was, I think it was a fudge fudge bike yeah Dropper uh, drop a seat post or just slam it was not even i yeah. think <laughs> dropper seat post so uh and then with a f- open face helmet yeah Probably didn't even have a knee pad or anything <laughs> in my my, in my knee. Uh, how did so, that yeah. go? Oh, um, yeah. I I would Well, I, I did qualify, and mm-hmm. I think I was like 10 seconds off the win. Okay. And obviously, in my head, as a competitive guy, I thought I could win. Yeah. I didn't think, like, because obviously I never raced downhill, so I didn't know how 10 seconds is quite hard to do it. Yeah. And I thought, oh, if I go faster, I probably can win this race. Um. Literally the first bit of the track, uh, I crashed, and I just remember walking, spitting mud uh, on the side of a woman that I'd never seen before. Oh, man. So, yeah, I crashed pretty hard, obviously <laughs> with an open face helmet, probably got confused, uh, and then just wake up, like, up, like, at the top of the hill, yeah, spitting dirt, and, Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was that was was my first experience doing that but it
0: didn't put you off no no
1: no and then my dad saw that i liked that and he started to like yeah actually then we transitioned from cross country Uh into downhill like next race i already had like a little free ride bike hardtail um with a full face helmet and he bought all the gear for me and stuff uh but so yeah that that was that but obviously we yeah grew up like not not much money and uh-huh. like in brazil it's not like in uk that the things you can have like the things a lot easier uh-huh. in brazil everything is a lot more expensive and it's a lot harder to to have these imported parts because the tax yeah. tax there is it, it's yeah it's the it, it tax a lot when something comes from here uh-huh. goes to there they put a lot of import tax on and everything is, ends up like quite expensive
0: but um but yeah nice is there much of a scene there then for like mountain biking and then for racing uh yeah it's 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 obviously not as big as here,
1: but um like cross country is massive now mm-hmm. because of uh Avansinini of yeah yeah downhill is still not not as big uh but like people are really into mountain bike now because of of, of, of i yeah uh but yeah downhill is a bit bit smaller like a race I would say. Cause it, it the problem is like it's a massive country, so if they do a national round, they probably get like around three hundred uh, riders yeah. But for the size of the country, 300 riders is not much. Yeah. Um, like a regional, like a state race, because they do state races there. So like yeah. where I lived, like when I lived there, it was bigger. It was like 300 riders in a race. Mm-hmm. Now it's about like 100, 150 riders. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it like you don't have like places like here. They have a bike park with like a gondola and stuff like that. You yeah. don't have that there. Okay. They, they do, they are starting... Doing like bike parks but i think you probably have like three four bike parks there mm-hmm. um but again because it's such a big country three four bike parks is
0: so you could live like, like enough, tens of yes, hours from the exactly, nearest bike yeah. park
1: yeah and then you have like tracks uh, like around like yeah. the, the states and stuff but so like um like with like a pickup truck then you uplift and you go and ride by yourself but it's nothing like an official yeah yeah like trail kind of thing yeah um But yeah, that's, that's how it rolls there. Cool.
0: So you're, you're getting into downhill, you're getting some slightly better equipment. How do we get from that as a young kid to making a huge decision to move to the other side of the planet and like take this thing up a fair few levels? Like give us a bit of a feel for how that all happened.
1: So yeah, like my dad, um, so he had a bike shop, uh, in Brazil, Mm -hmm. um, and like he, he had, like, well, we started going to the races with, like, a, had a little, um, like, tool thing in the back of the of the of of his pickup truck. And he used to take, like, parts and uh, his tools and stuff. So he used to, to, to try and sell parts and then be a mechanic as well in the races. While me and my brother raced the races, uh, like, we used to live quite far from where the races used to happen. So he used to do the state, like, which is called Katarinens Uh downhill. So it's like on our state and all the races used to be like 200 to 350 kilometers away from where we lived. Uh So we used to do that and yeah, my dad used to drive us there and then make some money with, with like the bike and the mechanic. So he could pay for, well, could pay for the travel and else for the interfees and everything else. Um, So yeah, we started like that Uh, and then my dad got easier and easier, bike shop got bigger, and at the end, we had a truck, a big truck, yeah. which, like, opened the side of the truck, and then it had, like, all the parts, like, all parts, and he used to, like, take bikes, like, and awesome. everything. Yeah. It was pretty cool setup. And then we started, yeah, like, racing national-wide. So like, we would go, like, travel, like, 2,000 kilometers <laughs> to a race with the truck. Um, and, yeah, like, just race, like, everywhere. Um, and as like i think i started doing really well when i start like my first year junior i started, like like winning races and yeah. like riding like really well um and um yeah i think yeah i won this state like um championship uh at the end i think i don't know if it was like both years or one year it's like the year i raced we had like i think the most competitive like junior class yeah so i all the all the guys that are in elite now winning races it's the guys that i raced against okay. in junior yeah um so it was really competitive and also, obviously we had like markov Bertod uh-huh. that was from the same state yeah. and he was like he he like in in 2000s he was like top 10 in the world cup yeah. like he was big thing and we all looked up to him so we always compared our times to elite and yeah a few races like i was like I, I was winning like the overall like awesome. even with, even within there yeah and we had like two federations like one like was official and the other was like official but through another kind of federation yeah and on this other federation i used to racing elite while i was a junior okay and yeah i was like winning those races as well which was quite cool um and then i did my first year elite there and uh, I think national champs, I finished fourth, which was amazing. Yeah. And then, like in in the end of the year, like my overall ranking, I was like top three, like in the in the lead. Fair play. So. Yeah. So the promise then, was there, right? Yeah, and then we decided. Like my dad was fed up with like all the the bollocks tax <laughs> and yeah all the the tax that he had to pay and all uh-huh. that. Um. So he sold the bike shop, sold everything, and then. <laughs> and sorry <It's> okay <laughs> and man. then we moved um yeah we moved to to uk well he mo- he went to to italy first okay like he, he moved he came to italy to do his like his uh citizenship okay. so he we could live here yeah um and then like he stayed six months there and then he decided to come to uk because he had like opportunity for work okay um and then he said oh yeah you guys are good he all up here like house and stuff amazing and then me and my mom and my brother like yeah. we sorted everything out sold everything
0: and then came to uk so the the move to the uk was not necessary then purely for you and your racing it was like a, a lifestyle change that your your father and yeah. your, your parents decided that yeah. they wanted to make
1: yeah obviously like it wasn't literally just because of racing obviously In the back of it, he was thinking about the racing. Yeah, for sure. Because it would give bad opportunity for me and my brother. Yeah. Um, But then he also was fed up. Like, even before he had bike shops, when he was working, um, he used to make bread for a big uh, supermarket. Okay. So he quit that and he saved money. Uh, and then he paid a guy to take them to America. So he was going to live in America <laughs> and this guy just disappeared with his money. Oh, and <laughs> man. So he quit the job and everything. Yeah. And then that's where he and his friend, cause his friend, um, like, did the same thing. They were both going to America. Yeah. They both like with like, I think thousand real, which is like, it's nothing. Yeah. They both put 2000 reals together and then opened the bike shop together. Um, Amazing, yeah. Not really, so, but the, willing to the, take a risk, then. Yeah, no, no, it's the cool. idea of like moving—it's not like it wasn't. It was like from from yeah from, from a from, while yeah back. from a while ago. yeah because he still I think he still he had the bike shop for like ten plus a year yeah
0: um cool. so yeah how was it for you then moving to the UK how old were you when you came over I was eighteen eighteen okay. years old yeah yeah it's a big move right it's a big change
1: yeah yeah it's massive but um I guess because I wanted more than anything else. Because of my, my dream was always race a World Cup. Yeah. And for me, because I was good in Brazil <laughs> at, yeah, a, at yeah. a certain point. For me I was gonna race a World Cup and I was gonna do really well and I was gonna be in a factor factor team. The next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, it was a big wake up. Cool. <laughs> we got <laughs> into that when <laughs> we talk about my first World Definitely, Cup. But, yeah. But yeah, that 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 was my head. Uh but yeah, it was it wasn't easy because uh, like we moved to there, and obviously I had to work. So um, my dad was in construction, working as a roofer, uh-huh. and he managed to get me a job in the canteen of okay. of the, the the site. Uh, so I worked like I think for like half a year or a year, like in the just washing plates uh-huh. on this canteen, and then until like his boss needed more help, and then I started working as a roofer in the okay. construction as well. In yeah. London. Um But yeah. Like we used to ride every day to work. Like I loved it because, like, in the rain or whatever. Yeah. In London, like just cycling and so you're in the, you're good. in London at that point, yeah. Yeah, in London. Yeah, we yeah. moved to London because that that's where the job opportunity was. Yeah,
0: not the best for mountain biking, though, necessarily. Hey.
1: No, no, at all. Uh, and then obviously, yeah, my dad we used to drive us like every every weekend to places, and it yeah. was crazy because we didn't know anything. So I would go in online. and into the website and like look at trails like good trails and like we we ended up in riola pushing (laughs) the bike up Like without even know <laughs> where it was, Riola. Amazing. Uh, and but, yeah, we were just used to, like we we did that a lot, like went probably like loads of tracks. Yeah, and then finding out that it wasn't like great spot to practice and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: and probably like two three hours from London. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like we would wake up like. Early. I guess for you coming from Brazil, that was close, right? That was like <laughs> yeah, <yeah>, next door. <laughs> at a certain point, yeah, it was it wasn't too far. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it was big commitment from my dad, uh, and yeah.
0: Yeah, well, definitely wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, yeah. Yeah, fair play. How did you find it, like, integrating into the UK riding scene? Was it, like, easy to get to know people and, like, get into that side of things?
1: Yeah, like, everyone seemed pretty welcome, like, welcomed us. But, like, it was pretty hard because we didn't speak English at all. Yeah. Like, I knew, like, the basic of the basic. But, yeah, to talk with people was, was really hard. Yeah. But I would never forget, like, my first national I went and one of the people's that, that one of the people that talked with us quite a lot. Cause some people would talk with us, but then see that we don't talk English and then just, oh, it's impossible to talk with these yeah, guys. Yeah. But I remember like, Larry Greenland and Larry Greenland, his Larry Greenland dad yeah. and him, like talked with us a lot, even nice. though like we didn't speak English at yeah, all. you they found like, a way yeah, to- Yeah, like they they, they they had patience and just talked with us. It was it was really nice. Yeah, that's ace. Um, but yeah,
0: other people as well, but that's yeah. the one that kind of comes, comes to my mind yeah. but how does the riding compare then like between brazil and the uk
1: yeah it's it's different like the dirt in brazil is like super soft uh-huh. so when it rains you need mud tires okay and when i move to here obviously here it rains a lot but <laughs> yeah. you don't need a mud tire at all like it's yeah. rarely the track that you're gonna need like a mud tire because the, ra- the ground is so hard park yeah that yeah you just run dry tires all the way all the year around so yeah that's the biggest the biggest difference and then obviously like the roots and it's like yeah UK is quite a rooty place yeah for sure Uh, but yeah that's that's the main things
0: yeah so how long between moving to the UK moving into London and going to this world cup where you're gonna win get your factory (laughs) deal like how how long had you been in the UK before you hit that
1: it was it was it was really quick so while I was in Brazil, my dad was already buying parts to build a bike for me. Yeah. When I was in Brazil, I had like a 26 inch wheel Kona. Uh And I think they were just swap, like it was 2014 when I moved. So they were like changing from 26 to 27. So my dad bought like a track session, uh, 26 inch wheel frame. And then we were just building like with like, with like parts, chosen parts, like from China reaction, stuff like that. Yeah. And, um so yeah we built this bike up i moved in 2014 i think it was may and then in june like we had the world cup my dad didn't have a car didn't have anything uh we went to this dealership um barely talking english the guys there were like quite nice with us we bought like a mondo state um so it fits the bikes and stuff yeah um and they helped us do, this, do the insurance and stuff like that, obviously, cool. not knowing. Because in yeah, Brazil, yeah. you don't need insurance. You don't need okay. nothing of that. You just buy a car and then yeah. you drive and that's it. Yeah. So we didn't even know that you needed like, oh, you need insurance. Otherwise, you can't even drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, so yeah, he got that all sorted. Um, and then the idea was my dad was going to take me to Fort William which from London is like an eight hour drive easily. Yeah. Bear, and I, on a good run. Bear in mind, he never drove in, in UK. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he was going to come back to uh, like carry on working and then <laughs> no go back and pick me up. So we went to the, to the castle, boat, like a tent, like a slip bag. So yeah. I was going to camp there. And, um, as we got there, like we traveled, got there. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, he, he, he noticed like he was like yeah it was too far and like yeah. I needed him there, so he and my mom stayed slept in the in the in the car yeah and then I slept in the tent and yeah and then that's that 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 how was my first World Cup unreal um, yeah like in practice like because obviously I didn't speak English I didn't even know it was like two separate groups uh-huh. so I, I don't know how I ended up practicing group A and and group B. I remember like had a friend Bernardo Cruz. Yeah. Like he was racing. He like when obviously I was group B because I was like like a really high number. Yeah. And when he saw me in group A practicing, he was like, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm practicing, why? Practice still this time. It's like, no mate, you're group B. I was like, what's group B? It's two groups, separate. It's like how did it was I, was like, I don't know, man. No one said anything to me. That's I'm amazing. just I'm just riding. I'm just having fun. That's cool. And uh, well, was not really having much fun well, <laughs> Fort William. Yeah. I was gonna say Fort William <laughs> as your first World Cup. Yeah.
0: Having just moved to the UK. I mean it's a it's a brutal place to be full stop even as a spectator. Yeah. Let alone riding that track. Yeah, like, talk us through it as, yeah. as an experience for your first World Cup.
1: No, exactly. Like um obviously I was struggling on track, but I had the confidence in my mind I could qualify easy uh-huh. and maybe buy a lucky if I had a good run, I would be podium. Okay. And then let's say I was after the race I would be signing my contract with a factor team and yeah. I would be sorted for the rest of my life. Love it.
0: The mind of an 18 year old, eh?
1: <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, before I was gonna win the race <laughs> as a first world cup. So yeah. um yeah, like I was yeah, I was yeah, I struggled quite a lot and then obviously in qualify. I did my run and yeah, got to the bottom and I think Rachel I don't know who won, but like the, the woman that won the race put at least 30 seconds into me.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's quite an education, hey. Like yeah. to come from the mindset of like, yeah. pretty sure I'm gonna do really yeah. well here. Might get on the podium. To like, okay, I've yeah. got some work to do. How, so, what was that like?
1: Yeah, like I I I mean, in the back of my mind, I did knew it was gonna be hard. But okay. I was hopeful that that like it would be good. Cause like yeah. people warned me, like Marco warned me, he was it's not going to be easy but like you know like you still have like inside you thinking that you're going to do good so uh that was my race and then like and then obviously just to set everything up and like have like a solid um foundation like we i, I didn't race at all in 2015 uh-huh. or 2014 like the world yeah. cups um like concentrate on the national rounds in the uk yeah to get like experience and get up to speed like Mm -hmm. obviously the level is different yeah and then in 2016 i started racing like again like a few races
0: how how easy was it to make all that work right you're in london it's a tricky place to be it's an expensive place to be it's a long way from riding in uk terms and like you're both where you're all grafting right to get enough money to kind of live and to fund this hobby like was it was it pretty tough
1: yeah, no, it was definitely like really hard. Like, yeah, we worked like five days a week in the roofing, and then, um, like just saving money to, to to spend at the weekends. Like, yeah, we would travel to Wales for the to, to ride the tracks and then to race as well. Um, and then obviously, um, then in twenty sixteen, because I think in twenty fifteen I was still working like as a like washing plates, so like the money I was getting it was not. It was just helping my dad pay the rent and yeah. like just the bills yeah and then when i started working as roofing i started saving a bit more money and then like when i had enough money i would like go and do like a um a world cup yeah i think like in 2016 i only did like world champs which was in andorra okay which i did i did pretty well to be fair Considering, I think uh-huh. I finished like fifty second or fifty third, yeah. Which was it was really so that good. was your
0: second ever like world level event, yeah,
1: yeah. So that was World Champs in twenty sixteen, yeah. And then in that same year, I went to the America Continental Championship, mm-hmm. and then I won that race in, per- in Peru. Nice. So like, I was like, that was like the first like glimpse of yeah. like speed, like in like, oh, okay, I can do this. And then yeah. I was already in a twenty seven half bike, yeah, uh, as well. Which again, it was like. Save
0: money as well to get to that bike as well. Yeah. Um, Does the Brazilian like cycling f- help fund world champs places like that, or do you have no. to find all the money yourself?
1: Yeah, you need you need to even pay for your jersey. Okay. It's it's pretty tough. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Don't help. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Um. And but, then
0: you, I don't know how this all kind of fell together, but more large, which were a large distributor of bike-related products in the UK. And you guys somehow like made a connection that yeah. all kind of worked out Yeah, well. that Yeah,
1: that was, that was pretty pretty spot on. Um, the, the way it came about, because we lived in London, so we used to go a lot to Park. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the off-road center, I think, is it? Yeah, yeah, so we used to go there a lot. And I um, don't know if you know, they had like a bike shop there. Yeah, Do vaguely remember, yeah. Um, and uh, the owner... Uh, like kind of liked us, so was riding like really fast in yeah. in the in the trails, and he thought, "Oh, I'm gonna, I want to help you guys." So like we start kind of start riding for for their team. Yeah, like they gave us jersey like a kit, like and then he was sponsored by O'Neill already. Yeah, like so Onu helped like his program. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I started riding for the shop. Uh, with like I had like some sponsors from Brazil still that was like still supporting me like just with parts. Uh, so like made a jersey and like yeah started racing like in 2016 and then i think more large started distributing polygon yeah and o'neill yeah in 2016 so in 2017 like joe which joe poiser which is like the guy that like kind of had an idea to create a team and because like this bike shop was sponsored by o'neill so it had the connection yeah so like when greg minner used to come to to this bike park, to do like uh just like, just confraternization with the riders and stuff mm. like that. So, More Large was there. Yeah. And then, like, they kind of got the riders from, because then the bike shop on 2017 closed. Uh-huh. The guy got back to South Africa because he was from there. Okay. And then, yeah, then like they, they got the riders from that team into the More Large
0: team. Ah, okay, so that's the link in. Yeah, that's yeah. how
1: we got yeah, that's how, how it happened. Um, it was, it was, it was good deal. Like we had to, to pay for the bike, I think mm-hmm. like a really cheap price, uh, on the polygon bike. And then like, they gave us like three gears, free gear, and like everything. It yeah. was pretty cool. Um, and then 2017, we started riding for, for then. Yeah. And then it's where like, yeah, we started doing more world cups as well. I did have quite a few more world cups, uh, I think in twenty sixteen I also qualified for my first World Cup. Yeah. In Lenzerheide. Hyde. I think it was like 78th because it was like when he qualified 80, oh, 80, 80. Yeah. yeah. So I think like I did world champs and then I did Lenzerheide. Hyde. And then I think that was it. And then twenty seventeen we started with this, with with the the more large. And I think the first race it was um Lords and I did top forty. Yeah. It was the one that reigned and then like a lot of the top 10 i think like got yeah, the rain it came down in the wet yeah. yeah so i i finished 40th, which yeah. is like it was it was big. yeah it was yeah. really really good um but yeah that that's how it came about and then i think the four William race after Lourdes, um which i think i did top 50 the owner of more large was there yeah. as a his little holiday mm-hmm. and then he met me and my family Yeah. and then he liked us and then after that they offered us a job there amazing and then that's how like we've been for the fast past five years like we've been working on more large and then riding for then yeah and obviously our deal got better and better as we we like because obviously like from the from the suppliers we managed to get more stuff and then until like until yeah, until the
0: yeah, what happened with Moorlarge yeah, just yeah. went
1: and went into administration.
0: Yeah, where are they based? Was it Nottingham they're based?
1: Uh, Derby, Derby. Okay, yeah. so you moved up to be up there. Yeah. So yeah, we like again moved up. Yeah. Moved again, everything. Yeah. Into Derby,
0: and, and then, the whole family were working at more Large. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah so this this like was just started, purely from meeting the boss and him liking what you were all doing and yeah. wanting to kind of get yeah, involved Yeah they just
1: just wanted us to help they probably yeah. needed they needed a mechanic which my dad yeah. like because good mechanic so it was my I think it was more because of that and then oh not just because of that but so my dad went as to work as a mechanic and then um I went to work like as a like a help the brand manager brand yeah. managers like as a junior okay. brand manager yeah. like into the gravity side so like like the Kenda like Suntor and like Oniu yeah. and all these these brands, yeah. uh, gravity brands, and then Polygon as well. When they had Polygon, uh-huh. um, and then my brother, like he was like more customer service. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: perfect, yeah. that's pretty amazing, hey? Like yeah. that worked out in that way, and that facilitated you to go and do more racing. And you've done all of this as a privateer, right? Yeah. Give give us a feel for for privateer life, right? What kind of stuff? are you guys doing that a fully supported rider doesn't need to do? Because yeah. there's quite a lot yeah, of like, things going on, eh?
1: At the start, like me me and my brother, well, like in 2016, I used to get an air, in the airplane with a bike bag. Yeah. I remember getting to Lancer Hyde. I had to get airplane and then I got two trains and a bus. I've done that same journey. Yeah, no, It's but not like easy, with, eh? with a bike bag, Is yeah, yeah. it's, 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 it's hard, crazy. Yeah, And then my hotel was like in the next village. I looked in the map. Uh, it's like two, three kilometers. Ah, oh, this is fine, <laughs> but you don't think that's like a mountain that you need to go through before you get to that. Yeah, with a bike. Mate. Yeah, like well, no, like I mean, just like from like getting to the hotel to the track. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. like I had to like climb up like quite a lot to get to, to the other side, like of of Lenzerheide. Yeah. Um. So that that was like the first, like our first, and then my brother started racing in twenty seventeen as well. So we both kind of did that mm-hmm. and then obviously when we moved to more large and then like more large made me do a drive license yeah and then i had my driver license and then for 2018 we were allowed to use the van okay nice. which facilitated much more yeah so we had the van spare parts everything yeah but yeah still like we'd never had a mechanic we never never had anything yeah. like that so we, we just turn up to the races um uh, park as close as we could from, from the event yeah. and then in the back of the van we would have like a stand um, and then yeah, we'd just you just, just go about that like if a bike break, if anything, just go to yeah. the van, fix it
0: and then back up. Um, it's brutal on your energy though more than anything, right? Because you've got however many hours of driving to get there, you come off the hill, you've got bikes to clean, tires to change, brakes to bleed, all this kind of stuff that other people aren't doing. you got to go into queue at sign on I guess as well whereas other riders people are picking up their race numbers and stuff like it must be pretty tiring to to do yeah. all that alongside the riding yeah
1: and then you also have like to cook and do all that stuff as yeah. well on top no it's... one's giving you a
0: massage I'm guessing <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> definitely
1: not uh, so yeah but yeah we seem to like like now I mean I, I'm still not perfect but I'm in a much better place than I was before yeah so like this weekend i'm staying with sunter okay like they have a big truck there like like we have an area there but i'm still doing everything on my bike Mm -hmm. and i still like yeah having to do all that thing on that stuff yeah um i even sleeping in the truck this week uh with them which in a way is is quite cool because i wake up and i'm already there yeah true um no commuting yeah but but yeah like yeah like the biggest thing is yeah it's like the meals and and then having, like, someone to, to, like, just work on your bike so you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, just having the, the place there, which is close to the finish line. Because sometimes you couldn't park the van closed and then you would be, like, really far away from, from where you need to be, like, yeah. from the, the uplift. Yeah. And then you need to, like, ride loads to get to the van. And then until you change, like, let's say you change a tire or something, you lost, like easily like half an hour of practice yeah and as you know like in a world cup like you already don't have enough practice yeah and like every second counts. so um
0: yeah it's Makes life pretty tough yeah yeah definitely have you found little ways to like not cheat the system but have you found ways to like make your life easier as a privateer
1: yeah definitely like like definitely having like two sets of wheels yeah so like something happens like you can just change your wheels straight like just yeah. Change the wheel. Like let's, let's say you have a flat, you just change the whole wheel. Like that takes like a minute. Like yeah. where changing a tire, if you use insert, <laughs> it takes like yeah. So it can take half Quite an hour. A while, yeah. It can take half an hour. But the same thing if you break a wheel. Imagine if you have to rebuild a wheel if you don't have I already had had past that. Like yeah. I was racing Vaudesol as a privateer. I like just one wheel. Like you need to rebuild the whole wheel. That takes yeah, that takes a
0: that's half the whole a day. practice session. That's going, half right? a day yeah, just yeah. to change the whole wheel. Yeah. So, and that's yeah. pretty common, right? You hear a lot of riders like yeah. coming off yeah. a practice run with a broken yeah. wheel, cruising to their pit, yeah. get a new one, and yeah. off they go. But for you, you're yeah. you're sat to do, yeah. left dealing with that, I yeah. guess.
1: Yeah, luckily now I use like some really strong wheels. Yeah, e13 carbon wheels. <laughs> <laughs> they honestly they they unbelievably strong. So like like I think last season I I went through like two rims like. In a full World Cup season, which good. yeah, like they honestly they only broke because I hit like a rock super hard, and any other wheel, like if it was a law, it would just like collapsed. Yeah, but they still hold it together, and I still finished my run. Yeah, with like like uh, pressure on my tire, Sad which it was crazy to yeah. think. But they were just just cracked. But they have yeah. like lifetime warranty, so you can just get like new nice. ones.
0: And you do work for them. Yeah, I do work for them <laughs> <now> as well. <laughs> but it's
1: yeah, it's it's crazy like to think yeah. like even last week, like on my run in Lizard I did like I I I flatted at the top and I did a full run with like with the flat tire and I cased really bad on a rock.
0: Yeah. And didn't broke. That's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> I was that is thats like, pretty what? good. Yeah, you gotta be happy with that. How, so what about the money side of all this? Like I don't want to get too deep into yeah. it, but like can you give us a feel for what it costs roughly? For you for a season to get to all the world cups like your race entries your travel food combination
1: yeah um yeah it, it yeah it, it depends how you you go about yeah it can go from yeah 20 grand to 40 grand i would fall um obviously i was quite lucky when i was a more large because mm-hmm. they covered the travel expenses and okay. stuff like that that's nice they gave a uh, like with field card and everything yeah where like this year i'm i'm needing to To cover all myself Mm -hmm. so i'm fighting like i can do this like cheaper cheaper way kind of thing yeah and uh yeah like i'm luckily like all the the guys that the suppliers that already sponsored me they are sponsoring me directly now and they're backing me up so i have like a like a budget like a money budget okay nice to get to the races yeah so
0: yeah, how did how did that all pan out then? So more large, unfortunately, went yeah. out of business. Was it the back end of last year or earlier this year? Earlier this year. Yeah. Earlier this year, which yeah. obviously yeah left you with quite a challenge, right? Because that's yeah. your job, your team, yeah, like everything. your support, everything. Yeah. Like, talk us through how you've worked through that, because it's yeah, I mean, that's a hell of a problem. Quite close to the start of the year, really.
1: Yeah, no, it was definitely tough because. Just two weeks before that, I had my garage broke into, and they stole my motocross bike, which, like, was literally my baby. Like, I love that thing, And, like, I worked super hard to get into that, Uh and um, they stole my e-bike as well. Um, So that happened, so I was, like, feeling quite sad and, like, going through a tough time, and then two weeks after that. More like just collapses and yeah. Like, yeah like Did you see it coming or was it pretty like, a surprise? It, it, it wasn't and it wasn't kind of thing. Like we knew it was tough and yeah. like they were going through a tough time but mm-hmm. they 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 told us that an investment was coming and okay. this was going to save the business and stuff like that. So they seemed quite promising yeah. that, that investment was going to happen and then we just turned up one day to work and they just pretty much told us to go home. Oh, man. which was yeah it was crazy yeah uh but like everyone says like it's bad things that come for good yeah and yeah it was like a like a tough month but um just ma- emailed like all the like all the the brands luckily i had done a good job like the previous year yeah sending like race reports to all my sponsors and stuff like that so they all kind of backed me up mm-hmm. um and yeah, managed to get like
0: a budget to to be here racing the World Cups, um, and yeah, yeah. If you look back through results, like twenty twenty two looks like a pretty like breakthrough season for you. I would say that was the most consistent, yeah, high performing season you've had. Would you Would you agree with that? Do you feel that way?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Like, um, yeah, like uh, every start off the season, I have like a goal, and like, I, yeah, I I, I hate every single goal that I had, like, for, for the season that year. So, like, I wanted to qualify every single round, yeah. which I did. Um, I wanted to get, like, a top 20, which, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I did not I didn't, like, yeah, I qualified 18th in Val Yeah. and finished 23rd, and then I was 21st in Leje World okay. Champs. So I was, like,
0: pretty, ma- yeah, pretty, yeah. Yeah,
1: pretty close to it. So... Um, yeah, no, definitely was the most consistent and like, yeah, the best season I ever had, yeah.
0: Probably came at a good time then, I guess, like to be able to get that, like the deals and the support from the brands that you've been able to get this year, given what happened with More large, like having had that 2022 season when you did was probably pretty helpful, huh?
1: Oh, definitely. If I didn't have that results, I'm sure like, yeah, I wouldn't have the, like, the level of support that I have now. Yeah. Because obviously, yeah, the results like just showed then what I can do and then, like yeah like in yeah like from the riders they had like i was one of the, the best riders they had so yeah it's yeah it was kind of like before i never had money from then because mm-hmm. obviously more like you was like kind of backing all up yeah from being a distributor from that from those brands so yeah it definitely helped and yeah i'm like i mean massive shout out to them because if it wasn't for them i wouldn't like even be here because they, they yeah. totally backed me up and yeah yeah put me back back riding it's and incredible, yeah yeah, it's good because also now can give back to them as well like last week i've qualified top 20 which is it was it was massive and yeah um it shows like the speed is there and like it shows what i can do definitely as well so
0: yeah how, how have we got then you can see if you again if you look back in your like roots and rain data and look at your results over time Definitely had a pretty sort of steady build, it looks like on paper anyway, up to 2022. 21 feels like it was probably quite a big season for you as well. You won the British National Championship Series. Um, how big a thing was that for you? Was that like a big part of this build and the confidence, like a growth in confidence to get you to where you were last year?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, like with the, with the National Championship, like because obviously I, I've been racing for quite a while and I remember when I started, I was like, top 30 and then like next year was like top 20 and then like my goal always been like to be top 10 like and then got to a year i think it was like 2018 i got like top 10 and then like the next year was like top five and then i got that top three yeah and i was like it's consistent in the podium and then 2021 like i won i was like pff, th- this is crazy and then lo- oh, last year i was like again like in the fight for the win whoever won the last race would win. And Uh then uh, Luke Williamson ended up getting the better off off, off, of it. And then I finished third, but still like I was fighting for the championship again, which is pretty cool. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all about like confidence and like, just, yeah, like getting that, that pace. I don't know, like for some riders, I think it comes easier. Mm -hmm. And for some other riders takes more time, especially coming from, from, because people don't think like you you are away from home so like everything feels different like um it's just not it's yeah it's just you getting familiarized with like everything it's just it's not only like the track the bike yeah it's like food it's like the weather it's yeah it's everything like the culture everything is different so i think it takes time for you to get to get familiar with that maybe for some other people it's 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 easier but for me definitely yeah it took took time Mm -hmm. and i think a biggest thing for me is like never giving up because i'm pretty sure if it was any other people they would just with like the amount of like um losses that i had like you know like bad results like crashes injuries so obviously we talked about all this but like through all these years i had like injuries and like like bad things happening that but, like, I never stopped believing. Like, yeah. my my willing, my want, like, the want to do it, it was always bigger than anything else, the yeah. wanting to quit, let's say. it. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing. And, like, if you put your mind into something and you believe in it and you do everything on your power to do that, to want to do that, Yeah. I think you can do it. You just got to be patient and, like, wait for it and put the work as well yeah and just like never give up like because who who saw me in 2014 in Fort William would never say that would like finish in top 20 and as they had to qualify let's yeah. say that like that yeah or 21st last year in the world champs yeah so and yeah I think that's just the start of it because obviously uh yeah we we want to better and yeah, we, I think we're
0: capable of thing. For sure, man. How, I've spoken to a few people about you over the last few days, yep. doing a little bit of research and trying to find out what <laughs> I can. And uh, everyone I've spoken to is like, he is the most positive dude. Like every time I see him, he's smiling, he's always happy, whatever's going on. Like, how, how do you maintain that like positive attitude, like keeping on going? Because like you say, 20, you turned up in 2014, right, win this, get a factory deal, boom that didn't happen and you've spent the last however many years that is nearly 10 years grafting and working not just at the racing but away from the racing to fund the racing like to to live this dream right how have you kept that going what's the what's the secret for you to stay motivated
1: yeah yeah i think it's just what i said like it's like you said it's a dream for me always been a dream like growing as a kid like i wanted to do this to be in the world cups and race and and do well like yeah. since I create. So like but I think I want these so bad that like yeah, like the willing to 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 want these is just so big that it's it's nothing that they're gonna stop me kind of thing. Um and yeah, I don't know. And like obviously I have a lot of lows, but then I you have those highs and the the highs are much bigger you just concentrate on the highs instead of the lows yeah um because if you look at through all my season i always had like even if it was only one in one year i always had like a like you know like oh the speed is there you just yeah to okay. be you know what i mean so you a just a little con- bit of a glimmer yeah. of hope to yeah. keep you going right? Like. so yeah you always just try to concentrate on the on the highs and yeah don't yeah don't don't really focus on the lows play. um yeah everyone like anyone is going to lose
0: before they they win so true that's very true man yeah. and you you've recently received some awesome like respect from a number of the fastest riders on the planet i saw greg Minard <laughs> the other day saying like yeah you're the you're the one on track taking the gnarliest lines at the fastest pace and uh i was chatting to ollie morris for the our, our post race show at the weekend and he's the line coach for mondraker for anyone that doesn't know ollie Um, and he's saying he he waits for you to come down the hill and those are the lines he radios to the team to be like this is where you need to be like how does that feel to be having the like you know some of the best people in the world are looking to you to inform like what's going on on the track it's it's pretty crazy like yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't think i was
1: that guy but like since i think last year I, i hear more people and more people saying that and like Yeah, it's quite crazy, and like it blows my mind, like to hear, (laughs) especially when I saw Greg saying that. I was like, "Whoa!" Like, (laughs) yeah, that's amazing. That's eh? that's that's big. So, yeah, yeah, it was quite cool from from him. If you listen to this, thanks, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, So, yeah, no, it's it's crazy, and like even this weekend, like I'm just looking into lines because obviously people probably watched like your podcast and like the win TV thing that greg say so i had some random people that i never seen before oh, oh what do you think here roger where where should where where? That's what's the line on on track, walk, on people, track yeah. walk, like today like i was like like i tried to keep like cool like, i was like oh no this is i think this is the line <laughs> blah 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 but like inside me i was like whoa what's going that's on cool, like, that's so yeah, cool no it's it's crazy yeah um so yeah it's cool and yeah I don't even know what to say, but yeah. it's,
0: it's a pretty cool thing. It, def- it definitely feels like things are starting to get some traction for you. You know, Comments like that, yep. more people talking about you. And, and I think Wynn's Privateer project is probably a big part of that. So I think you've, you know, you've obviously won Wynn's Privateer of the Week Award in the past, but he's got this new project this year where yep. there's support with a bike, and some product <laughs> and various things. And like, I think, for is it for one race you get like a kind of full factory level of support? Yeah.
1: yeah so yeah, Lenzer Hyde, I had that. Uh, so I was like the first rider f- of the project. Yeah. Um, how
0: how did you find out about it? Like, when did did Wynn get in touch personally y- to say? Like, yeah.
1: So like, we've been in talks like quite like since probably the end of last year. Okay. But because I wouldn't want to do it if I didn't have the bike early enough so I could get used to the bike. Yeah. 100%. So obviously I've been riding like the other bike for quite a while. like have yeah. the past three years, so I wanted to have at least like like a month for yeah or more to get used to the bike. Uh-huh. Uh, and like literally, if it was a day later, I wouldn't I wouldn't want because like it, you know like what I mean yeah, like you've I, got to be would, ready for the season. Yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, the bike literally arrived like on a Monday, and on the Tuesday I was flying to France to do a Sunter Camp training amazing so <laughs> i spent like the whole day building the bike the bike arrived the monday morning yeah like by 10 in the night the bike was ready four o'clock in the morning like we were <laughs> driving to gatwick to fly to france yeah the bike wasn't even fully finished because <laughs> like it was missing the hardware of the shock and stuff like yeah. that so it was pretty ethic. but like yeah so i knew quite early and then like we just talked because obviously i also had like my my personal sponsors and stuff so yeah. it, it needed to be right i didn't want to like like upset my sponsors. Yeah. Um so yeah, we managed to find like a way uh where everyone was happy. Yeah. And then yeah, we made it happen. Uh got used to the bike and then yeah, last week we had uh, the opportunity to, to be like in the, the pits with GT. Yeah. And then like food, like the the, the biggest thing was like the food, like they have like a uh, catering. So the guys bring the food like for you, like lunch and dinner. Like Amazing. in there. Like, yeah. you don't need to go to, like, you don't need to cook yeah. or you don't need to go to the restaurant, choose. And like, you know, like the food is good and like healthy as well. Yeah. So, you know, not going like eating pizza or burgers, like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. um And also like reading to, into menus that you don't even understand what, what, what is it. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and then obviously the other biggest one was like having a mechanic, like to myself. And like at the start was quite hard. Cause like, obviously I know every single bit in the bike that what needs to be done. Yeah. So like trusting someone else, like to, to work on your bike, is quite hard, but yeah, like Trevor, which was my mechanic, he did like an amazing job. Like, yeah, like the bike was faultless, like yeah. all week. So, and yeah, I was just like sitting in the chair, looking, working on my bike. and It must've felt so surreal after all this time. <laughs> I felt so pro. I felt yeah. like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it. like in the qualifying, I was like warming up at the top. Normally I just warm up on my bike or, or oh, I try to see if like someone that I know is there and then let me use their 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 turbo trainer okay. or stuff like that. Yeah. But I was there and like I had my mechanic with an umbrella. Like <laughs> just like holding the umbrella for me so I am not in the sun, like warming up and I was like, What where where am I? <laughs> That's amazing. Did so, you did you feel any cool. like pressure with that? to perform no, not, at okay, nice. not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Cause yeah, I was just enjoying really the week and yeah, yeah, no pressure at all. And it showed because I yeah, yeah, qualif- 20, 20 thing yeah twi- 20th yeah twenty and then yeah. obviously I had a flat in semi-finals but uh, I mean I was so, going I was going really well like until I had the flat it was really at the top and even with the flat I carried on my run because yeah. I had like an insert on my tire and I did the full run and I think because obviously that track it has some flat bits and like on the flat bits the bike wasn't rolling at all I wasn't mm-hmm. even casing I was even casing the jumps but. Yeah. Like on the steep section, which I think was like split two to three. I looked at my time and I was like one second faster than my qualifier (laughs) with a flat tire on that section. And I was like 24th, like on that split with a flat tire. Sweet. Which then I looked on the time because I did a a 249 in qualifying and to go to finals, as top 30. I only needed to go one second faster. So all I needed to do is just do the same thing as I did in qualies which my run already was feeling better till I flatted, Yeah. And then just gone one second faster, which I went with a flat tire, so.
0: There you go. So you know you
1: got it. Yeah. So like, yeah, like I know I'm going really deep into into like data, but like, no, yeah, totally, I, but I looked into yeah. it and like. But that's what gives
0: you the belief yeah, then exactly. coming into this week, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Obviously, so obviously, like you, you did that time, but that time wouldn't put me into into it. But yeah, the run didn't feel like that great as well. The qualifier, I knew I I had quite a few mistakes at the top, which okay. showed on my splits. Yeah, my splits at the bottom were really good, and at the top was like quite quite bad. Yeah, and like when I was on semifinal, those mistakes that I come like I, I did like in quali, uh-huh. they were like proper perfect. Good. Yeah, but I could had other mistakes down the bottom, but yeah, we're never gonna know, but.
0: So feeling good coming into Lee Gang then?
1: Yeah man, I feel yeah, feel really good. Did track walk, track looks amazing. First time I see that woods in the dry. Yeah, it looks it good. Just, dry. It looks amazing. Like you just yeah. look at those roots and you're like, all right. You're not gonna you're not gonna <laughs> sleep,
0: no. hopefully. <laughs> it's gonna get exciting in the woods, I think. Because yeah. it's gonna be fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. I lo- I love the woods, like it like since they, they changed it and in the wet, whatever, like I always liked it and i always rode good um so yeah i'm really really excited and can't wait to to ride the track and yeah see if we can back up there is it again
0: yeah man definitely how are you th- how are you finding the new format like thoughts on the changes this year
1: yeah so i mean qualify same um, when i was warming up for semi-final last week and obviously as you warm up you have a lot of pressure mentally mm-hmm. um just thinking about the track and like you need to perform and do that run and i thought about like i need to do this again like in a couple hours yeah it felt like mentally not physically but mentally quite 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 hard but um but yeah apart from that it is what it is and it's the same for everyone yeah you just kind of get used to it i guess um but yeah like yeah i didn't have the opportunity to go into finals and to actually see how it would feel yeah but like that, that was the feeling that I had. Like when, what it was warming up, it just felt like, "Fuck, this is gonna be kind of mentally, yeah, quite, big day, quite, yeah, yeah, big day on yeah, that yeah, side of things.
0: What about for privateers? Do you think it's gonna be particularly challenging for privateers?
1: Yeah, like obviously last week I had a mechanic to on my bike, so but it, it felt tight between. Yeah, it's like from practice to qualifying, from practice to semi, yeah, semi to final. Like it feels is a short period of time. If your bike is nothing wrong with your bike, then. It's fine, but if it's a problem with a bike, and then the other thing is I would get down the button and like it would the dinner would be lunch would be there or whatever, yeah, food would be there, so you wouldn't need not have to yeah like lose time to to eat like go order something or something like that, so that might yeah. might be a bit tricky, so you just but you just need to work around like prepare prepare food before, yeah, uh, and then hope that your bike doesn't break.
0: True. Do you think it's harder for privateers the new format, though?
1: It probably is because the times are are tighter. Yeah. So like between yeah. between practice and and yeah and racy and quality or whatever. So yeah. It is it, tighter because you have less time to to prepare yourself, uh, especially from semis to final. I think. Um, so yeah, you'll be a bit tougher, but
0: yeah. But you're going to make it work. What, yeah, exactly. what, what do you think it will take then to get to this fo- the full factory dream that we've uh, been striving for for many years? Yeah, like the results are obviously climbing. The potential is there. Like you know, a final place is is definitely on the cards. Like, what do you think it takes to get onto a full factory team?
1: Yeah, obviously, like I never tried to get into it because I never had the the results from to back to back me up. But okay. then obviously last year I had the results, so I did. When asking around, okay, last the end of last year to see if I could get like a ride, um, had like really positive like talks and really positive feedbacks and stuff like that. But you just yeah, just didn't happen. Just okay. just couldn't get like a like a deal or yeah or anything to I think it's concrete a, t- a tough concrete. year as well. Like, yeah. like budgets have been yeah. pretty tight for a lot of brands. Exactly. So, but I believe that if I do the results then it's no reason why i can't get this for next year yeah hundred percent. especially if i'm consistent in that top 20 top 30 yeah um yeah i think yeah it's no reason why i I can't get a factor rider so that's that's my plan yeah (laughs) let's see if uh yeah we can make work but yeah if any team's looking i'm free and available
0: (laughs) for next year (laughs) awesome and you've done a pretty good job on the social media side actually like 20 over 25,000 followers now on Instagram, which for privateer is is pretty high. Like, has, do you think that's important for you and for trying to get into like a, a more supported position?
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like social media. I mean, some people don't even write, like, don't even give results, just, yeah, just back them up through social media. So, yeah, social media is definitely massive. Um, and yeah, I try to do as good as I can. Um, with reels and and stuff like that obviously um yeah just trying to to post like um yeah cool videos and me riding and that seems to stock people and um and then obviously the main thing is talk people and then this the consequence of that is you get more followers and then obviously it's good for the brands and then you get like support and stuff like that so yeah um yeah it's definitely a big thing of it
0: and you're still balancing all this with full-time work
1: yeah yeah i mean I, i'm part-time now okay uh, so i managed to so uh, yeah like i said they start working for e13 uk now yeah after more large collapsed which they gave me the opportunity to to have a flexible uh time okay or uh, uh, working so i'm like yeah they give me the time off to come and race yeah and then i work three days a week during the week so i have two days where i can go ride my bike and prepare myself yeah um for the world cups um so, yeah, that's pretty handy.
0: Do you find you're able to, like, recover better between training sessions with a bit less work in your schedule? Is that helping that side?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, like, the, the work as well is in the office. So, okay. Um, I mean, it's not really, like, yeah, physical. So, you, you, when you're in the office as well, you're you kind of, yeah, resting as yeah, well. Yeah, sat down, kind of yeah. taking it, not taking it's, it easy. More but men- like, yeah, more yeah. mentally kind of, yeah, work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well yeah no it's good good in a good spot man i'm super excited to see like where this season goes for you because there's like definitely some serious promise there and i'll be up on the hill tomorrow watching you light up the line choice and i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of riders keeping their eyes on you now that we know that you're the one to watch for all the best lines <laughs> no um, pressure <laughs> yeah for sure man it's gonna be good before we wrap up we've got our final four questions um but before we hit those actually i just want to get your Advice, I guess, to up and coming privateers, the people that are like 2014 Roger that are wanting to get to their first World Cup, they want to go and do this as a as a career and try and make yeah. it. Like, what advice would you give them? Like, with given everything you've learned so far, yeah,
1: yeah, I think like like I talked earlier, like it's just like first you need to 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 ask yourself if you want this as bad. Like it, like, like for me, I want this. As bad as anything in the world, like if you put me and tell me I have a job of hundred grand, or I can go to a World Cup and live like race the World Cups with like a like with no salary, yeah, I would choose to go and race the World Cups with no salary. So that's how how bad I want. So you yeah. need to uh, so you need to ask yourself that question, and then if you like actually really want that bad, then you just gotta yeah like go go after your dream and like just just never give up like it'll it'll be tough no it's not gonna be easy yeah you're gonna suffer and you're gonna have a lot um lows on the way but if you like actually believe it and not give up and like put the work as well because it's hard you need to to train and put the work in it's no reason why you can do it
0: good good advice i like that man let's set up these final four the first one of those if our listeners had 150 pounds to spend to improve their performance on a bike what would you recommend they go spend it on? We're not going to to get any E13 wheels for 150 quid, are we? (laughs) Uh, But I'm doing coaching, so... Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. really? Okay, whereabouts? Uh, Yeah, just
1: in UK. So I I started... Because obviously, one, well, I started doing just before More Large went under. So like at the end of last year, I did like my course and stuff. Yeah. And then I started doing the coaching. Nice. Uh, And then I started doing even more like once More Large closed, so I had more time and stuff. Um, So yeah, I mean... Yeah, 150 quid it's it's a day with me okay like in my local yeah um
0: where is your local these days uh derby so okay.
1: around derby area yeah, yeah. um but then i also do in langolan as well which okay. is a bit more because obviously you have to travel and stuff yeah and yeah. then obviously you have the uplift and yeah stuff like that but but yeah coaching day it's it's pretty good um definitely and apart from that i would say get like a shock pump and like a pressure gauge because that's the first thing. Yeah, I can't go out on the bike without that. So
0: always check yeah. where you're at. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. Nice, good advice. I didn't realize you're doing the coach. That's cool. <laughs> man. All right. Second one. If you could wind back the clock and sit down with yourself age 16, I guess you'd still be in Brazil at this point. What advice would you give him? Wow. Yeah. That
1: that's a tricky one. Um. Yeah. Just. Just yeah. Try try to yeah trust tr- try to be more uh patient and yeah try to keep it cool like yeah i think i used to put a lot of pressure into me okay. and used to crash a lot because of that so um yeah just just trying to not not put too much pressure into myself yeah. kind of thing so
0: how, how have you worked to put less pressure on yourself is it just something that's come with time or have you found ways to
1: yeah it's more like like yeah with time uh it's things that you can say to your mind and stuff like that um but i think the biggest thing is confidence if you have the confidence then yeah you're not too worried
0: and confidence takes time to build yeah right yeah uh
1: yeah it's tricky but like this week obviously i knew i was confident but i didn't know where i would be yeah and obviously when i finished 20th like that was a surprise for me okay it's like i i mean i knew i was riding good but 20th like the way the sport is now yeah it's it's crazy so like that just gave me like a another massive boost of confidence yeah which is pretty good but too much confidence is also not good (laughs) because you can get like really confident and then you just end up hurting yourself
0: yeah and you can lose that confidence very quickly yeah
1: and then the the old goes so you just gotta find the balance like to be confident but not be stupid because like especially last week like it was like raining and then the track like got like really slippery and like i was looked i would stop in like a key section and look people going for it and just crashing i was like what's the point the forecast saying it's going to be dry. Yeah. The track's going to dry up. It's not point, like, trying to, to like, do this section fast. Yeah. Or in that line now. Yeah. Because it would be totally different for race. So you got to do, like, do that thinking. Yeah. It's like a mature like, yeah, headspace. Yeah. Like, during the week. Because yeah. it, you can easily, like, well, you see last week, like, how many people got injured. Yeah. It was a big list. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but... Yeah, it can happen and it it happens and it can happen anytime. So yeah. you just gotta try and like try and avoid and try yeah.
0: to, to be smart and avoid those those things. Definitely. All right. Next one. If you could have a coaching session from anyone, past or present, who would it be and what would you wanna learn from them? Whoa. Well,
1: that's a tricky one.
0: <laughs> you can have more than one if you want.
1: Um I mean, obviously I always Growing up, I always looked up to Sam Hill. Uh huh. As I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people did. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it would be cool to, yeah, to have just, uh, yeah, a coaching session with him and, yeah, like just to see how, obviously, I watched his podcast as well yeah. and listened to it. Uh, and you can learn quite a few things, but like he was pretty, it's pretty crazy how fast he could go. Um, like than 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 anyone else, like yeah. the big margins mm-hmm. that he would put and the way he would corner and stuff like that. I mean, his you know, flat pedals and like he still win Val in like like uh, by eight seconds or something like that. <laughs> yes, that's, that's insane. That's ridiculous. Like yeah. that is the track that you don't want to be in flat pedals because <laughs> it's so gnarly, so rough, and yeah. your foot will be just bouncing around. I can't even imagine riding like that he did and he did, yeah. did really well so it's cool to
0: be on track with him last weekend
1: yeah it's quite cool actually in four Winning, I I went in the gondola with him oh
0: the British yeah, he was yeah. The British national yeah so
1: that was quite cool uh tried to talk with him a bit but he's yeah. quite he's a quiet guy but he is, he is yeah but yeah I try I managed to to get a few words out of him so yeah. that was quite cool um but yeah it's so many people like that yeah I looked up to it um yeah Steve B and it's many, many Greg, many legends, um, out there, but yeah.
0: The day with Sam would be good. Yeah. Definitely. That'd I yeah.
1: cool. also like his visualiz- visualization thing as well. That's, that's crazy. Like, yeah. It's interesting. Eh? Like, huh, like you, like close your eyes and do a run and get your time on the stopwatch. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. I've heard a few people talk about that, yeah. like type of visualization yeah. recently like, saying then get pretty accurate on the time.
1: I, I did last week in Lancer Hyde. Yeah. Um, And I did a two fifty three, yeah. And then I did a GoPro first, like in the morning, and I did a two fifty four. But it was, I think, it was lucky because I would do the run in my head, and then I would like offer. I'm too slow here, and then I would speed up in the next sections and stuff like that. Yeah, like I got the time pretty accurate, but it wasn't like like like, the run wasn't. It was it wasn't like okay. my proper run. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. So I was like s- slowing and speeding up, yeah. like during the visualization. But yeah. is is but, that
0: a new thing for you doing the visualization side? Yeah,
1: or? yeah, it's pretty new because yeah. yeah, I I yeah I didn't tend to do it. Uh, I don't know why, but I thought I was I could find bad things and then bad things would happen. Uh, okay. So you know, yeah. visualize, visualiz- visualizing, and yeah. then you crash in the visualization. Yeah, and then that
0: keeps. Yeah, yeah.
1: Stuck on your mind. And but, it happens in real life. Yeah. yeah uh So that was avoided. But now I start to do it. Yeah. It's, I think yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. But you just got to train your mind to, yeah. Not, not crash in the yeah, visualization. Not think the <laughs> negatives. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's true, right? If you yeah, think it, it's, it's like the whole thing, if you look at a tree, you're probably going to hit it. Yeah. Like you have to focus on what you're doing well, not what might go wrong, I suppose
1: it goes again like strong mind isn't it like to to be able to do that and yeah. not think anything like negative <laughs> definitely
0: cool man last one then uh what do you do every day that you feel benefits you um like i think like stretching is
1: something that like i start doing like a lot and okay. yeah i think he kind of yeah benefits me a lot just like having like that full range of movements yeah um and, yeah, just, yeah, just, like, having, like, a, um, a routine in general, like, flight on your day yeah, as well. Uh, like, for me, it was quite tough for, the, like, the past months with, like, everything that happened. Like, my yeah. routine just pretty much, like, it went out the door uh-huh. straight away because, yeah, everything was,
0: like, so yeah. messy. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Nice. Do you find the stretching and the mobility that comes from that helps your riding or... Helps make you more robust if you crash, like, or maybe both. I don't know. Yeah, I think
1: I think both. Like, it's not something that you notice, but since I started doing it, like, I had less injuries and Uh I started riding better. Okay, there you go. It can, it doesn't mean anything because it can be so many other things that that did different. But I'm 100% sure that it does help. And it's, and not, also it's not like, made you worse. Yeah. yeah. Like I always have like low back pain and like like when I stretch, I just feel like it's just, yeah, it's just like yeah, it makes it much better. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Good stuff, man. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure hearing the story so far. I feel like there's a lot more to come from the Roger Vieira story. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that pans out over the next few seasons. If people want to follow you and keep up to speed with how you're doing, where should they be looking?
1: yeah instagram definitely yeah, yeah which um, is
0: at Re, uh, roger vieira uh eight okay i'll so, put, put links in the show notes so people yeah. can find that yeah but yeah best of luck for this weekend best of luck for the rest of the season and uh hopefully we'll see you in the big show come the weekend
1: no thank you very much it's been a pleasure and yeah again thanks for the opportunity and yeah it's a pleasure being here in the show and uh yeah i hope everyone uh home enjoys as well so sure they will man
0: yeah nice thank one. you thanks dude cheers man <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode with Roger. I really hope you've enjoyed it. A massive thanks to IXS, not just for supporting this episode, but for supporting the talent pathway in downhill racing via the IXS Downhill Cup, which has been the training ground for many of the racers whose names we are now familiar with at the top of the World Cup circuit. Without brands like iXS, we wouldn't have the incredible depth of racing talent that we have. Find out more or get involved at iXSDownhillCup.com and check out iXS's awesome clothing and protection at iXS.com forward slash MTB. Don't forget, if you want to be in with a chance to win a head-to-toe set of iXS kit, then head over to my Instagram post from Monday the 12th of June and answer the simple question in the comments there also don't forget if you want to help support the podcast the best way to do that is by heading over to patreon.com forward slash downtime podcast and setting up a regular donation that's patreon spelt p-a-t-r-e-o-n fully appreciate times are tough for a lot of people right now so if that doesn't work for you then no worries but if you are able to support then it is very much appreciated If Patreon isn't for you, then have a think about other ways you can help, like telling your friends about the show, sharing the episodes on your social media, and leaving a review in Apple Podcasts or commenting on the episode in Spotify. We also have t-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. All right, that's it for this week. There's going to be loads more awesome stuff coming really soon. But until next time, get out and ride.